We are the best kept secret in the universe. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are your best, last, and only line of defense. We work in secret, we exist in shadow. And we dress in black. in black, remember that, just in case we ever face to face and make contact, the title held by me, M.I.B., means what you think you saw, you did not see, so don't blink, be what was dead, is now going black suit with the black race. Hello and welcome to the Film Week Podcast, I am your host Serge. And I am Patrick. And we are still on our trek of Attack of the 90s, so we're blockbuster. Yeah, I've got my Capri Sun that I've turned into a weird metallic shape into for, I've got my uh, Nacho Doritos with holographic prize stickers bunch of crunch just came out so i'm enjoying that did bunch of crunch just barely come out i remember it strongly being advertised in the 90s and we are covering uh the seminal the beautiful the wonderful the evanescent will smith vehicle a men in black i was waiting for you to rap because you kept rapping each time we talked about it you mean from the deep so the darkest night on the horizon bright light into sight tight camera zoom on the impending doom but then like boom black suits filled the room up thank you <laughs> but did you know what happened in 1997 in july 2nd of 1997 when this film was released of course you don't let's get down to it uh, i'll be missing you by puff daddy featuring faith evans and 112 is number one on the charts prodigy releases the fat of the land which features the controversial song smack my bitch up smack my bitch <laughs> figure it out has just premiered on nickelodeon uh do a barrel has star fox 64 has just hit the n64 two days before the uh, men in black comes out so star fox just came out yeah mike tyson is suspended for biting a vander holyfield's ear i'm gonna eat his children, <laughs> children, children. <laughs> and sadly on this day in history Someone we'd love to do impersonations of has passed away. Marlon Brando? On July 2nd, 1997, Jimmy Stewart joined the great acting land of the sky. Oh, what do you mean? I'm just gone? Oh, 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 what do you mean? Uh, Sir, explain this to you very quickly. Uh, Listen here, Jack. Uh, I'm not a. Oh, Nixon. Haru. And uh, Men in Black's competition, if you would like to know what fucking movie competed with Men in Black. 97, probably not not much. Out to Sea, starring uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Walter Matthau. Hey, Marge, remember when it... Hey, Marge. Hey, Marge. <laughs> hey, Marge, remember when, it, when, it moved in, when we moved in and I used to talk like this? <laughs> Let's all go out for frosted chocolate milkshakes. Yes. <laughs> That's a clever fucking joke. <laughs> However... We are not talking about Out to Sea because that movie fucking sucks. I've seen it. The only good Walter Mouth that movie I've seen is The Odd Couple. That's a great fucking... Which also has Jack Lemmon. Yeah. Fun fact, the uh, uh, two chicks that they date in that movie are the British ones. Mm-hmm. They're the geese in Aristocats. We're talking about The Men in Black, which is based upon the comic book by Lowell Cunningham. The Men in Black originally released through Malibu Comics. Yes, the comic book. Not anything secret or... What was that? What was that little last part? Were you trying to? Were you going to feel so good? No. 
Chuck Mangione. I'm see. I'm not sure if you played Chuck Mangione or the X Files. I was doing the X Files too. I know, but I. The thing is, we just finished talking about Chuck Mangione. I know, but the X Files and Chuck Mangione are. It's like do 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 do, and you're and you. You're like that's the X Files, right? Uh, this film was a is a 1997, as we just mentioned, science fiction action comedy film directed by bon- uh, Bonnie Barry <laughs> Sonnefeld and stars Will Smith mm-hmm. as Agent J, Big Willie style, Big Willie style indeed, and everyone's favorite curmudgeon who we got very upset with. By we, you mean me? <laughs> <laughs> we put him. We put him in the retirement home for two years. We took him out, and he became Agent K. <laughs> That's what we did. We told Grandpa no, and to stop that shit. Grandpa says, "Fuck you." <laughs> oh shit! This movie also stars Linda Florentino, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Rip Torn. Yeah, Rip Torn is the is Zed. Uh, this movie is also well known for one coming out the weekend that every Will Smith movie t- seemed to fucking come out this time. July. July, yes, the July 4th Big Willy Weekend, which uh, other films such as Independence Day and... Probably Bad Boys, one, either one of the Bad Boys movies. No, June, I think, for Bad Boys. Whatever, June. Yeah, this was before the whole Big Willy thing actually took off. And, of course, your beloved, your <laughs> betrothed, beautiful thing that is the Wild Wild West. What the Wild Wild West? See, he does Wild Wild West. I do Men in Black. That's yeah, a- but you got the good one. <laughs> What's Remember that with- part? What's wrong with Wild Wild West? Is that what you were about to ask me? <laughs> no. Not the movie. I know what's wrong. Me and Matt tried to watch it once just to watch it, and we we're like, Remember nah. that great actor from Silence of the Lamb who plays Buffalo Bill and the amazing performance he does in that movie and how, like, genuinely terrifying and, like, an amazing performance that is? And I remember in Wild Wild West when he starts barking like a dog and staring at the guy's fake tits. You remember that? When he was looking at Artemis's fake body it's a bad fucking movie didn't they make a handicapped guy the villain of that movie uh yes they did and what i remember one line he says in the movie and it is a very upsetting line because i want to fuck it i got really pissed off when we were watching it he looks at will smith's character he's like mama i haven't seen a sheriff around here in lacoon's age i'm like you don't fucking get to talk kenneth brana do you get to say that no i don't get to say that kenneth brana shouldn't fucking say that well, that was kind of drama, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, Shakespearean was, actor Kenneth, Kenneth Klein was also in that movie. And Kenneth Branagh and Kevin Klein, as we've mentioned before, in the best animated movie. One of the best animated movies. One of movies. the best from DreamWorks, yes. Yes. Rotel Dorado. Play the clip. Sight like my sister. I thought you were a sister. That's a compliment. And there it is. This movie is also known for not just like big fucking special effects and shit. Well, actually, no, it's very known for just. It, the big budget it was, yeah, it was, and the makeup effects as well. So it's the 90s blockbuster, which was known for showcasing special effects. Yeah. And a lot of this relies on like makeup effects and animatronics. Like It's, the, it's a great mixture of both, which I like. Yeah. Uh, which uh, this is Rick Baker's work. Rick Baker is... He's a pine, He's like a legend in uh, special effects, makeup, and design. He is the fucking man. Uh, he started off... Well, his most, the one everyone knows him for is American Werewolf. Which is honestly my probably my favorite, like one of my favorite horror movies, and definitely my favorite werewolf movie. Mm-hmm. And he also worked on other films such as The Howling. He worked as a makeup yep. artist on Star Wars. Nice. The, That's A New Hope, or just the series in general. A New Hope. He did the. He also did the effects work for Thriller, Captain EO, Harry and the Hendersons, which was great to watch with you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
He also, oh, I didn't know that one. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, yeah. A Nutty Professor, Batman Forever, which we just finished watching. I was like, makeup. Uh, like, Wild Wild West, as we just mentioned, Planet of the Apes, which actually has really good effects. Yeah, that one's like, as crappy as that movie is, it has really good, those those people look like Hellboy. Oh, good, great effects. And a personal favorite of mine and probably yours, uh, Coming to America. Yes. At least fucking great. One day <laughs> we'll cover it. Maybe. Yes, one day. This movie on a budget of ninety million dollars ended up, which gross- is like so, like it's big still, but it, like compared to what we have now, it's like so small. Yeah, it, like, what it's is it, like, really small. It, like that average Hollywood blockbuster movie is produced for like three hundred million or something like that. About yeah, yeah. that's about three hundred million. Like Affinity War, I think was three hundred, four hundred. The thing is, like they never tell you how much of that goes into advertising. Men in Black was the third highest grossing movie of 1997, playing second fiddle, playing third fiddle actually to number 2, The Lost World Jurassic Park, yeah. which we don't really have anything nice to say about. And of course, I have okay things to say about it. You're the and one of course, Men in Black and Jurassic Park could not compete with the actual big monster of 1997, which would go on to gross 1 billion dollars. The first movie to ever do that. Titanic, which has now been beaten by Black Panther. Yep. Well, haven't a lot of movies been uh, Titanic already? Yeah, Avatar and Black Panther. Oh, it's just those two? I think it's those two, yeah. I thought Avengers had done it too. No. No. It might. Infinity War is going to. By this time, it might happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll know if it happened or not. Um, This movie, uh, this is the first in the franchise, so it went on to spawn two sequels Men in Black 2 in 2002. Animated series in what, like 2000? I think the animated series was 98, probably? It was like right after the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, Sony was quick on that, and with a lot of And then stuff. they were quick to close it down. Yeah. Uh, Animated the- series, by the way, is, it's actually really fun. Oh, shit. Okay, 97. It was like October 11th, 1997. Yeah. It ran until 2001. So it ran it like, ran no. in an uh, actual gap between the first it's movie from the first and the second. Yeah. Of course, being run, let's see, it went on to have four it was seasons. WB Kids, yeah. It had four seasons. Okay, I'm trying to remember it now, but. I feel like they kind of messed up the the spacing and scheduling of the series. Oh yeah, because I think they for a while they had it on on mornings and then they switched it to weekdays. Yeah, the WB cut it like uh you know studios don't handle animated shows too well. They do not, and this is like the same animated. Stu- oh, it went on to have fifty three episodes. The same animation studio that did Godzilla the animated series, which we I think we've talked. A Good, bit the, about the, you know, honestly, the anime series is a lot better than the fucking movie. Yeah, no, we I think we talked about that a bit on Shit Godzilla. Like, the anime series is really good. And this one as well. In fact, a lot of the uh, shows that Richard, like, Rain has produced at this time are, are really fucking good. <laughs> like, they, they they really don't have a right to... They don't really have, like, the right to be good, but they're so fucking good. Like, this, Godzilla, Extreme Ghostbusters, and the one, I think the one you mentioned, Big... The big guy in Rusty, yeah. Rusty, yeah. Good that shit. was actually my favorite out of those. Yeah, I was an Extreme Ghostbusters person and a Men in Black person. I think I caught the end of like Extreme Ghostbusters. Extreme Ghostbusters, pretty fucking dope. Well, enough of that because I think we're gonna we have more to say when it gets to the movie because I don't think we've talked about Men in Black at all. Men in Black at all? We did. <laughs> we just talked about the series. <laughs> we talked about the animated series. <laughs> Hell yeah! Do, 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 do. Well, that's because we have to again. save it for the review portion. That's true. No, we did talk about the Men in Black theme song. All right, so you will listen to the trailer and we'll be back with our thoughts and reactions rewatching Men in Black. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. We'll take it from here. Who the hell are you? INS Division 6. There is no Division 6. Our mission 
is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. You're all here because you're the best of the best, and we're looking for one of you. Hey! What's up? I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. Hey, you guys get along all right? All right, I'm in. From now on, you will have no identifying marks of any kind. You are no longer part of the system. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Series 4, de-atomizer. That's what I'm talking about. Noisy cricket. I feel like I'm gonna break this damn thing. Oh, it gets better. Dad, we have a bug. Unlimited technology from the whole universe, and we cruise around in a Ford POS. Fasten your seatbelt. See, now we got to work on your people skills. Columbia Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present... I knew it. This is an alien, and you guys are from some government agency trying to keep it under wraps. Nah. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. I'm gonna count to three. He'll do it, Jeeves. One. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two. He's always crazy. Why don't you get a massage or take a cruise? Three. Do you have any idea how much that stings? Will Smith. What the hell are you? Your world's gonna end. In a new film from the director of The Addams Family and Get Shorty. Men in Black, protecting the Earth from the scum of the universe. You know how to use these things? No idea whatsoever. And we're back. You just finished listening to the trailer of Men in Black, and um, I think it sells it pretty well, actually. Yeah, it does, and it, and it doesn't. And it doesn't give too much away. I mean, watching it, you guys heard it, but watching it doesn't give too much away, honestly. And whatever it does, it doesn't ruin the whole movie. Yeah, they know where to cut and what like scenes to use at certain moments, and also you could tell this is a wacky ass adventure because they and use it is. Danny, it's Elf- fucking, yeah. Danny, Danny Elfman music, and um, you know that you're firmly in the '90s when you could sell a movie on from the director's uh, director of the Adams Family and get Shorty. It's like we're in the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> also, Tommy Lee Jones, top billing. Yeah, we were just talking about that. That like we think it's because this is Will Smith's like second major movie. Yeah, like he's had. I think he's had like a few movie credits before that and then independence day which was like a huge huge hit and then he's still doing fresh prince which is like always like fresh prince had ended already like two years really i thought it was like i thought it was like i don't know a year 96 how long was fresh prince on night fresh prince was on for six seasons so since night 1990 so like it ends in 96 huh. five seasons or six seasons but yeah, uh i think miss I, mr jones oh, <laughs> i said that because that's how the original posters were it would say Mr. Jones, Jones Mr. Smith. Th- Which is weird because the whole thing in the in the movie never fucking was never about no, the last movie. Yeah, it's about the fucking first initials. Uh, no, I think he's still riding that wave of like he's a bankable star because one, he won an Oscar for The Fugitive, which he covered. Yeah. And then he does he I he I mean he was even top billed in fucking um in Batman Forever. Which was like still right like an even higher crest from 
Well, an, an even closer point from when The Fugitive was released, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized we've, cr- we've like, watched these movies chronologically of co- Tommy Lee Jones come up in the 90s. <laughs> he goes, I'm running high. I need a summer home, man. Ooh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep to it. <laughs> I love Tommy Lee Jones. We've already said it <laughs> two other fucking times. Yeah, we probably won't be talking about Tommy Lee Jones too much. Because times. we need to talk about Will fucking Smith. Yeah. This, I think Independence Day is the one... So Fresh Prince cemented him as a TV star because Will Smith, if you don't know, started off as the Fresh Prince. Yeah, he was a rapper, a pop artist. Yeah, alongside with him and his and his buddy uh, DJ Jazz. DJ Jazzy Jeff, that's right. And then when they got Fresh Prince, when he started doing Fresh Prince, do do you know the whole reasoning behind that? Mm, no, no, not entirely. So Fresh Prince was he signed up to the show because like. The producer of the show, Barry, I think it's Benny Medina, was also a producer for his. But also because um, he had some tax problems. Will? Will Smith? Yeah. Okay. So he had to do a sh- the show to help <laughs> pay for those tax problems. <laughs> no bullshit. So they made it, they, were they making the show for him or were they making a show and he just got attached to it? They were making a show and I mean, he got it's, attached it's, to it. It's based off his character almost, The Fresh Prince. Yeah. Which is, or was that just coincidental? Or did no. they deem it so after the fact they casted him? I, I'm really sketchy on that on those details. I have a feeling they probably did it around him, yeah. but they weren't sh- quite sure yet because because <laughs> the the uh, Will what what what's Will Smith? I know it's Will, but is it actually Will Smith in the in the Fresh Prince? I think it's closer to like I think it's Will Smith because I know the fam the Banks the Banks family the Banks the, family the one that yeah. he lives with. I think they're based off the well, guys who get- did Party Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's based off of that family. That's what I read once somewhere. Oh, the Gordy family? Yeah, I believe oh, it's based off really? of that. Oh, really? I, I read that somewhere. That would have fucking surprised me. Holy shit, I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> Basically, the one black family in Beverly Hills in the 90s was nice. The- yeah, and like because of that show, I think it was like firmly cemented. But then Independence Day happened, and he blew up because of it. Yeah. But like- I think this enemy of the state, is, cause, so before we started recording, or we kind of said it, enemy of state. You said so many as an actor. Yeah. This, as you said, so is the hip. Yeah. And it, the reason that works is because we've already seen in this past day, we know what he could do. We had him in the public eye with Fresh, with the Fresh Prince. And even his music work helped with that as well. Yeah, that kind of got him like some street cred because hip hop was still like a little baby when he, when he got the <laughs> Yeah. Hip hop, like, hip hop was only around, like, really around for probably ten like 10 years. Yeah, like a decade. And, He's like a figure that also, I think for me personally, it was the actor I was like most interested in because I constantly would see him after school. So he, so he has the opposite effect on me as Jim Carrey does. I could watch, I I used to watch like Jim Carrey movies all the time and like, oh, I can never get tired of this guy. And then I rewatched Ace Ventura and I was like, wow, this isn't as funny as I used to, you know, as I used to think it was. Alrighty then. Some of it's okay, some of it, but just like a lot of it's just Jim Carrey yelling. Yeah, no, and I, I get that as and well. And then I'm watching like I'm watching Men in Black, and I like I I saw this movie like a year ago, I think, uh-huh. and it was still funny. And I watch it now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's still funny. Like I still like I like watching Will Smith. Like that that never changed. Unlike Jim Carrey, where I'm like, I think I like his dramatic work more than I do. No, his no, uh, J- Jim Carrey is a fucking amazing like dramatic actor when yeah. he gets down to it i mean we talked about it when we did eternal sunshine like i think i'm kind of worried to watch liar liar because i used to think that was so funny i thought that was as funny it's part. pretty standard it's it's not bad 
But yeah. it, it's back to uh, what I said about Get Smart. It's like a blockbuster movie. Yeah. I, I You're bored. It's Sunday. But um, I, I totally forgot Carrie Always was in that movie, too. Yeah, he was not the he wasn't the villain, but he was like the obstacle that he needed to get past. Yeah, <laughs> or as they like call him, much better dad. Not gonna get into that. <laughs> but uh, Will Will Smith was for me. It's like even if I'm not excited to see Will Smith as much anymore after I, Earth. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I still like seeing him. He was as in that movie actor. bright, and honestly, the best part of that movie was kind of him dealing with the shit. In my opinion, like I was like, I, I like the fact that he has to deal with the shit. Like, either, if it wasn't him, I probably it probably wouldn't be even as remote. I, I think strong. that what that's what made probably made a lot of people watch that movie too. It it's is because you're selling you're not only sell, you're selling it on Will Smith alone and and Joe Edgerton well and like the fantasy. Stuff. Yeah, but they covered like Joe Edgerton's face. Up yeah, and, like, because on, yeah, honestly, you're, so you're really honestly watching this because of Will Smith. Will Smith. And Will Smith makes it makes the movies that he in work for better for worse at times. I want to watch a movie where he's the villain. One of those exists. No, but like it's still Will Smith being charismatic and shit. Oh but he's yeah, he's the villain. Because I I don't, I don't want, want an evil Will Smith. I don't I want, want to spoil. I uh, fuck it. No one care, gave a shit about the movie. Uh, it, there's this Colin Farrell movie from years ago called Winner's Tale. No, yeah, no one would. Know it's a box that. office bomb and a critical disappointment. I've never even heard. of Okay. It. Uh, but apparently, at one point, Will Smith appears. Was never advertised in the movie at all. No one knew. So when he appears, you're like, why is he here? Turns out he's the devil? Huh. <laughs> I know. Weird. No, but I like... You like, want to see him as a villain. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that I don't want to see him as like... A fish that lives in a, <laughs> in a ocean version of New York. No, I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> no, no one does. Here, this is fucking prime Will Smith. Yeah, for sure. This is it. This is like this. This is the peak right here. I mean, it still gets fucking good because he's Will Smith. But this is if you want your Will Smith to be Will Smith, this is Will Smith. <laughs> Men in Black is. Say that again. If you want Will Smith to be Will Smith, this is your Will Smith. You're a journalist major. I know <laughs> journalism. <laughs> See, kids, redundancy. Now, uh... but no, yeah, he's definitely like charismatic. I mean, like he's likable. He's just he's like a likable, charismatic guy. And it, and it works totally in this movie because like he just does it so well and like he he, he like his energy vibes really well off of uh, Tommy Lee Jones in this. Yes. And then Tommy Lee Jones seems to like just to be seems to be so comfortable being like the straight man in an insane world. Yeah, the the But like the joke isn't that he's the straight like the the joke with Tommy Lee Jones that I enjoy is just how nonchalant he is about everything. Mhm. And that was uh, a thing I read. And then Will Smith's reactions to things like that. He's like, what the fuck? That was the thing I read. Uh, so Tommy Lee Jones, sometimes he would um, he would go with the script, but sometimes he would improvise. And it would be the opposite effect. Some people have said about Will Smith, like, he'll improvise and you have to keep up. Though this is the movie where Tommy Lee Jones was improvising and doing stuff and Will Smith had to keep up. You think this is where he learned it from? Hell yeah. And there's no better master than Tommy Lee Jones. Um <laughs> Because they're, the thing that makes it work, as you just brought up, is that dynamic. Tommy Lee Jones, he's familiar with this. Um, fuck the it. character, not Tommy Lee Jones. And <laughs> he could himself. be. You never know. <laughs> not that we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to try the X-Files theme again. I'll, it'll just be Chuck Man Johnny. <laughs> it's just um, a kazoo. <laughs> um, fucking Asian K is pretty much our us. We're the, yeah, the he's, our, he's our... POV for the for this movie. Yeah. The second one, I think we go to, to K, 
right? Yeah, kids are POV. The second one, and I haven't seen the third one, so I don't, yeah. I can't comment on that. Uh, I guess it's past K. But the third, <laughs> no, the, no, because he's already in that. Yeah, it might be a, no, the uh, third so one know. is the third one. Trust that you've already seen the other two. Okay, that's cool. That's it. Um, but when it when it comes to this, you're you're so attached to his character because he he himself it's alien to him, like no pun intended. Like he doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and you throughout the movie you kind of see him comfortable. But you don't really see him like like whenever he thinks he's like comfortable with what's going on, something happens, and he's like, "Fuck." Yeah, and it it adds on to like some of the weight that he has during that one scene. Like after, after... he's literally two days on the job, and he's like, "Like they've done a lot of shit like mm-hmm. on, on their two days in the job." Yeah, because one, he had to pass that test, which that seems fucking hilarious. That it's also really good <laughs> because like the more the more you watch that scene, like and are actually paying attention, the more you see why he actually becomes qualified to become part of the MIB. Yeah, I loved what you said about it, too. Like, the reason why you see he got picked, you said it yourself, was because he was questioning everything. Yeah, because there was, like... He, like, he gets into the the building. There's, like, these egg-shaped pods that the guys are sitting in. And, like, they're, like, these, like, top military, like, soldiers and stuff like that and Marines and all this. And uh, Will Smith's character, uh, Jay, goes... Uh, so why are we here again uh, i i missed that part and then the one guy goes because you wanted the best you wanted the best the of the best of the best <laughs> and he goes sir and he sits in the the zed who's like holding the exam is like mm-hmm. and he sits down and will smith starts laughing he says do you find that funny he goes well yeah because captain america here is at a place and he doesn't even know why <laughs> like why are we here <laughs> like and that's like, like, that's a decent question. Like, you're on a job interview, but you don't even know what your job is. Yeah, like, wh- why would you? Wh- don't don't say that they want the best of the best. You don't know what the uh, fuck they want. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. And then like another one is the is the taking the exam itself. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like they don't want to move. That there is a table, but it's not within like writing distance. Like they have to like they would have to drag it. And then like Will Smith's like. He almost like fucks. Will Smith does like this, like kind of like charming thing with the paper where it's like ripping, and he fucks up his pencil, and he goes, "Oh fuck this!" And he just drags the table. Yeah. And they're all looking at him. They're like, "What the hell are you doing?" And he's just. And then after that, he's just writing comfortably. He's like, "You guys want in on this?" And they like, they don't like none of them like go with it. Yeah. I my favorite thing I think when he's dragging it too, like after you kind of see K just kind of laugh. He's goes, just like yeah. <laughs> my favorite, like my favorite part uh, of that is your favorite part. Or when they, you know, they they finally go into the shootout thing, yeah. and it's like these flashing lights. It's like the it's like the Discovery Zone version, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, like these monsters everywhere, and they're like the soldiers are like looking all cool, shooting their guns, and then like Will, Will Smith, Jay, Jay's just like looking around, and he goes, he's like just kind of observing, and then like Zed goes stop, and then bah, he, <laughs> he goes, do you mind telling me why you felt it was necessary to shoot little <laughs> little little <laughs> Tiffany in the head? <laughs> he's all like he goes to the explain well there was that guy i was gonna post the cap and that guy hanging on the on the light post but i was thinking nah he's probably just working out how would i like it if someone came to the gym busted ass in my uh bust the cap in my ass if i'm on the treadmill yeah and then i saw this guy and he's snarling and stuff but then i see in his hand he's actually got a tissue and he's not really snarling he's sneezing and why am i gonna shoot a guy for sneezing <laughs> tiffany on the other hand <laughs> she's in the ghetto She's surrounded by all these monsters. She got like quantum physics books. Like, why that's she got that? A, that's too advanced for an eight year old girl. Like, she can't handle that. <laughs> There's something wrong there. And then, but he kind of like questions. He goes, he questions himself. He goes, 
Or did I not pass the call? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it wasn't until like I was like in high school or middle school, like when like I was like, oh, he's perfect for the job. And it wasn't like the table yet or anything. The one that got me finally was like, he's perfect for his job. He knew that someone that quantum physics is too intelligent for fucking eight year olds to yeah. understand. He fucking knew. Well, as a kid, I kept thinking like, so I guess it's okay to shoot children <laughs> in MIB. <laughs> That's what I thought. What the as, fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck? <laughs> We literally just explained why. We I was like six when I watched this, so I'm like, I guess it's okay to just shoot kids in the MIB. Oh, I guess little Tiffany has it coming. I better be careful. She probably did, dude. You don't know what uh, was she about. Another one is like another line later on between uh, J and K's later on. They finally push the button on the on the on the car and it does like that cool like tunnel scene. And he goes, "Man, don't you know Elvis is dead? Elvis ain't dead. He just went home." And like you were talking about that, you're like, oh, that's such a good line. I'm like, it's a good line because there were because you know there are so many ideas between what happened. There's like a conspiracy about what happened to Elvis when he died. Yeah, and then like the fact that he uh, that Kay is just so nonchalantly singing Elvis while this shit's happening, mm-hmm. and, and that he knows for sure he goes, he's not dead. He just went home. Yeah, and, and I love that because that line is is just opens up a can of worms of like all these little things that you could get out of it. And also, killer song choice. I think it's Promised Land. Yeah, I, I don't know. But Elvis, like, that's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, and and there's just so much like, in the for a fucking movie that goes in two days, like this fucking feels like this. Like, yeah, it's like within the week. Like a lot of shit happens to uh, to Jay. Yeah, he gets wiped from the face of the earth, technically, like legally. Mm-hmm. He causes a ruckus in the streets of New York. Yeah, and then he. <laughs> There's that great scene with the ball where he just like <laughs> he smacks that weird ball and he goes and then case and he goes this is the ball that started the uh, the 1977 uh, New York blackout yeah the the great attractor used that as joke he thought, thought it was, it was funny. he thought it was funny as hell <laughs> I did and it all that works because like the humor in this is just so good it's delivered in such a like really like such an efficient way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because this comes from state this comes from Columbia, and Sony and like very much like no bullshit it did remind me a lot of Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Like it was just it's just thrown out there. Like you have to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. And, and Columbia produced Ghostbusters. Are as you well. guys? Don't tell me you guys are FBI. Uh, please tell me you're joking. Uh, yes, ma'am, we are. We don't have a sense of humor to be, <laughs> yeah, we don't to be have otherwise. <laughs> and it was. Um, yeah, it was funny because I actually watched this movie before Ghostbusters. Oh, did so you? So when I watched Ghostbusters, I was like, it's like Men in Black, but Ghost. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't remember which one I watched first. I think I probably watched Men in Black first. It, which is funny because I watched Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. So it's like, hey, wait a second. You're just Men in Black with Ghosts. <laughs> but no, it's like the inverse. This is Ghostbusters for aliens. aliens. Like, I, I, that's the route they were going for. And they did get a fucking awesome director to do it. I think Barry Sonnefeld was the perfect person for this job. I think he te- like he ca- he's so if you guys loved Adam's family and you loved how this kind of weird family that just defies like the the norm and like the conventional methods of life but they're so at peace with themselves about it. Like there's a kind of similar attitude in the in the way the MIB works and you see that through K. Yeah. Like he's just so at at home being around these aliens and stuff like that. Like the second he just shoots uh uh, what is it? Zeb? Zeb's head off? The alien? Uh, Jeebs? Jeebs? Who the fuck is Zeb? You're thinking of Zed. Um, no, I was thinking, I was thinking of an alien. There's an alien somewhere out there. Oh, 
It's probably from Star Wars. Is it? Yeah, Zeb. Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, they shoot out Jeeves' head, played by Tony Shalhoub, who is also amazing. Uh, the great work with that contact. <laughs> this is because oh, yeah. it's, it's not that the eye is crooked; it's that he's shifty-eyed, anyways. And then the the eyes are always looking in yeah. the direction. <laughs> and like at first, he's nervous about uh, Jay being there. He goes, "I don't know anything about these Rolex watches." And then Kay walks in, and then you see like you see you see like him going, "Oh no!" <laughs> like he's, he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like he knows ex- he knows exactly who he's dealing with. And what's about to go, like, what's about to go down. And, like... Like, there's that moment he's like, he'll shoot your head off. He's like, you think I don't know that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he does. And yeah. it's fucking hilarious. Also, I love that, that it's, like, an interaction between uh, Jay and K. When, like, the second he shoots off the head, like, Will Smith's character just pulls the gun. Like, as a cop, he's like, you better put that gun down. I was like, oh, that's such, like, a... He's still a cop. He's still an authority figure. Like, mm-hmm. he's still, like, trying to... Like, he's upholding whatever law he believes is and worth the- it. Yeah, and then the minute he sees the head grow back, he just has a look of like that, what the fuck. Sonfield does these like they don't they don't do these as much, but like uh the zoom something like the intense zoom used to be like a revelation for the character, especially like in more action movies and stuff like that. Like I guess like the best example would probably be like Jaws. Yeah. When uh the sheriff like there's like the shark attack and he like he's like, Holy shit. They they do something 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 similar but not as striking with Will Smith's character when he realizes the truth on things. I think do it like two or three times. First time is with uh, Jeeves. Jeeves, right? Yeah. Yeah, with Jeeves when they like the head grows back, and this is his first alien encounter before he gets neutralized. So he's like, "What the fuck?" And then there's the the second one. I remember is when he figures out where Orion's belt is at. Yeah. Which is like, I always thought that was really good because he's like. Oh shit! I figured it out. Like I know what's going on. He knows exactly where it's at. Where yeah, and you know are. where you know where he's at because like it's it's the zoom with his like the way his face changes that makes it work. Yeah, the whole the whole thing works with that because it goes back to the whole curiosity thing. The thing with Sonnefeld is that despite going on to do fucking Wild Wild West, he also goes on to like do like an awesome show which i liked watching called pushing daisies which ha- is also weird as fuck which i is, heard it was really good yeah and it, it captures that weirdness and that audience very bright and vibrant and then uh when you brought up that he does series of unfortunate events that didn't surprise me he did the yeah, he did the movie the one with jim carrey which she's actually good in it's a it's he a produced ma- it he didn't direct it i thought he directed it too he produced it i'm gonna double check you okay Cause I and then like he went out to produce the series, so I think the series has a closeness to his heart. If that's the there's case. probably like I think he vibes. I think it vibes well with his like um, his style, and and it meshes well because he he knows how to capture the weird and the wonderful. Now the main crux of this of the story, however, in this this film is actually pretty good too. So they're trying to find um a galaxy that they. Uh, an aliens known as the Acrylians want, but the evil Roach alien. They never call them. They never. I think they say the race in the in the cartoon show, but yeah, I think they do. In the movies they're called the they're just called the bugs. The bugs, yeah. And it's this when you see it, it's a hideous fucking like Roach creature. It's like a. It kind of looks like a cricket, and a Roach to get like as a, had a baby, pretty much. It's like this gross thing. Oh, so for Sonnefield, he actually got fired as director for the 2004 movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and then the author and the manager called in for the 
for the Netflix series. Oh. Director of four of the eight initial episodes. Oh, good. He finally got to direct it. Go oh, you. Okay. Slapping you in the face. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, that's good. Why did he get fired? Okay. <laughs> in the 2004 movie. That right? means that the... Well, like, if that movie was, like, as, like, great as the... I like that movie, but it, you could totally feel it's so rushed. Oh, yeah. Like, they condense, like, four... What, like, four books into one Three movie? Three books. Three books into one movie? Yeah. That Uncle, Uncle Mon- Monty part is, like... I always feel so bad in that one. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, they found a good one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, go back. They shot some of that in Downey. Yeah, well, Danny can go fuck himself. Yeah, fuckers. Uh, no, that just... Uh, sorry, we'll be back to Men in Black, but I think that just means that, like, I think the author and him had, like, talked beforehand. Yeah, you sometimes if a director or, like, a creative meet enough, they'll, like, vibe well to see if that person can handle it or yeah. can do it. Because calling it back for a Netflix series, that means that there was good chemistry. Anyway, back to this movie. When, when you, we get to that... Because we don't see the ro- giant roach creature first, because it is in the suit of Vincent D'Onofrio. I was, I want, I've been wanting to talk about Vincent D'Onofrio. Also, like a lot of people don't know how like Vincent D'Onofrio is a great actor. Like he I think, fucking I think is, we yeah. all kind of know that, but I don't think a lot of people focus enough on that. He does an alien in a human suit so well. I know, weird. My, I, like honestly, the greatest part is always like the interaction between uh, the bug and Edgar's wife. Edgar being the human that the bug is wearing. Yeah. She goes, Edgar, your skin is hanging off your bones. <laughs> and he goes, you. Every turn he makes, every movement is followed by a sound. So he turns. He goes, oh. And then he does the whole stretch back, which is like kind of a selling point with the movie. He goes, yeah. he goes there. How about that? <laughs> it's like, and the whole time, it's like no one ever, like no one ever talks about how great of a physical actor D'Onofrio was. In that. So fucking that good. Part, I never really paid attention to that part where he spies on the on the little Arfrakian, whatever they're called, the Arcrillian. Arcrillian. Like in the, he's in the bug van thing. He's like across the street, and he's trying to like just kind of like act nonchalant by putting his like arm on his head and just kind of resting but he doesn't have the motor function so he's just like eh. and his like his arms are all twisted yeah he's like his face just. constantly twisted like he's he's got makeup on but he does this thing with his chin so he's always like eh. and, and, and you hear the, like, you hear the like, and he doesn't know what to do it's so fucking gross <laughs> but he does it so well and he's yeah. like i think you, you're the one who said you're like he does being uncomfortable in a human body very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me. I was like, God damn, he's he's really doing a good fucking job. Like even the way he walks, he's just like, <laughs> like when he's walking down the street and like he he like falls at one point and looks at someone, puts his finger up, gets back up, and just keeps walking. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And the cool thing that you said about this, and this goes back to like Rick Baker and the makeup effects and stuff, because. You see Vincent D'Onofrio as Vincent D'Onofrio at first. Yeah. And you said you said that... Following it, the movie, you're watching Vincent D'Onofrio and you don't think it's Vincent D'Onofrio at because all. Because the makeup effect is so good. And... I thought... I used to think it, they were two different actors. Same, yeah. dude. Like... Yeah, because it, it's so convincing because you don't believe that's the same actor. And also, um, they must have, like, seen how the design of the roach was going to look. Yeah. Because you can see that within the makeup design as well. Oh, like the face is kind of like protruding out or what? Yeah, like the face kind of like has like this insect like okay. thing to him. Like the eyes are kind of 
off and it looks like you there's know, like a lot going there's like and a there's gr- like excess skin going on here and the more he goes on the more the and this like if you guys don't notice it's like the whole time the movie's going on the more the skin is decaying yeah so by the time right before the the insect shows itself like its spines are poking out of the neck and stuff like that and it kind of looks like hair but it's not it's like too thick and stuff yeah and like in the hands like the little claws are starting to pop out and stuff yeah like and that. It, it, it's such a cool like it's a fucking great like i think job that offer, like totally understood how that body was supposed to work right yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> it's nice to talk about him in a positive way that isn't jurassic world I mean, fucking, have you watched Daredevil? Oh, he, you haven't watched Daredevil, you son of a bitch. I know, I He's know. He's fucking amazing in that. I the, You embarrassed me <laughs> in front of her. I never... You embarrassed me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I get, I'll watch the fucking show, chill. <laughs> he doesn't get it, guys. I'm, I, listen, okay. guys, I'm going to just talk to you. He's a smug bastard sometimes. Yeah, I just want you to know that. <laughs> you go, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, yeah, I got nothing better to do. I'm not going to watch a damn thing. And then you talk about it, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then he never really means it. I just want you to know that. I watched the first three episodes. It's not enough, you son of a bitch. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I watched Criminal Intent. He was on Criminal Intent. He's great on Criminal Intent. There. I could talk about that. Right, go on. He's great on Criminal Intent. You and every middle-aged woman. He- you and my mom can have a conversation. You motherfucker. Look. <laughs> my mom's seen fucking Daredevil. She loves Daredevil. What's your excuse, you sack of potatoes? We're going to keep going. I'm just going to keep everything inside. No, go on. Just go. No, no, you could do it. Vincent D'Onofrio is a great actor. I haven't watched Daredevil. I know. My fault, I guess. I have a Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? I I haven't seen Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is okay. And I haven't seen Luke Cage. It's good. I haven't seen Iron Fist. You don't need to. I haven't seen The Defenders. I haven't seen Ages of the Shield. Is there any other Marvel shows you want me to admit that I haven't seen? You don't have to watch. Ages I haven't of seen Shield. Cloak and Dagger because that hasn't come out yet. I am. Not, I don't think I'm gonna watch Cloak and Dagger. I haven't seen The Runaways because I don't want him. <laughs> I don't really want to watch The Runaways. I'm just saying. See, you hear that? Do you hear that? Pie? Do you hear that podcast audience? I just say watch Daredevil. Just watch Daredevil. You don't have to watch everything else. Just watch Daredevil, the first season. You don't even have to watch the second. Second one's okay. The first one's really good, though. Can we talk about this movie? No. Okay, go. Fuck Linda Florentino. <laughs> I don't know enough about her. To Neither do I. I. I just needed another point to get to uh, with this movie. Okay, so we're going to attack Linda Florentino. That's the part of the podcast where we <laughs> burn that bridge that's non-existent. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say I actually like Linda Florentino. I'm kidding. She's actually pretty good. Like uh, I, I, I just kind of wonder. Me and him were wondering what the hell happened to her during the during like. It's weird, because, isn't it? Like she did this movie, which she's like really nice in. Like she's good in it. Yeah. And then she's good in Dogma, and then she doesn't do anything else. And then I found out from talking to you that apparently her and Kevin Smith had like a kind of a difficult working relationship. Mm-hmm. And I do remember him saying that he would he would have rather had picked. Uh, Janine Garofalo for but for whatever reason that didn't, that didn't happen, and I was like, oh, Janine Garofalo would have been just as like I don't know if she would have been just as good or even better, but I still like Linda Florentino. Is it Fiorentino or Florentino? Flor- uh, Florentino. Florentino. I still love. I still like her in Dogma. I think yeah. she does a really good job in it, anyways. And I kind of wanted to see more of her. I, I was kind of bummed that she gets kicked out of the. She gets written out of the second one. Yeah, and it's it's weird because yeah, me and you started reading up on her, and there's like really no. She just reason like, like of why she goes like yeah. it's 
fucking odd because she's not see, bad in this movie. Because you said like, oh, it's her personality. And I was like, I, I that's I what I heard. That's hearsay for me. I just didn't see anything of that. I mean, maybe probably the like, is it just the Kevin Smith one? Was that the only one? I think that's the only one. I mean, I wouldn't doubt him, but like, you know, there's there needs to be more than for me. There needs to be more than more one than one, one perspective. Yeah, because yeah. she's doing fine here. Yeah, she's not doing a bad job. Like she she's, when she appears, it's cool because she's she's also curious about crap that's going on apparently she's like she's it. been like always figuring things out but they keep having to neuralize her like that's like a thing that's like kind of like like was like how many times have you neuralized her and like i don't know like four times Wait, <laughs> like, no, no, like, i don't he, even think he gives a number he's like ah we do he it says times. couple and it's what it it works because one people say couple like as in like like uh, throwing out an arbitrary times but he, he uses he, it twice literally seen him use it twice yeah he uses it the first time <laughs> yeah. and then the second time we because she's like she goes up to to jay when he's all like man like he was weird he was a bug thing and like his like uh sup- upper like superiors are like yeah whatever they leave and she comes and she's like meet me in the the mortuary i actually like i believe you and i, I actually have evidence and then the second she walks out it was do you uh Kay walks like right next to her do you work in a mortuary yes <laughs> and then, like he flashes her and then he walks in and he goes hi <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it like i love that Dynamic. And it, it does kind of suck because, man, like, going from, like, that one to the sequel and ha- not having her in it, it's like, there's so much you could have done. And it's like the way they just kind of, like, it's like a passing sentence in the second one. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, she she wasn't cut off for the job. And then they, poor Patrick Warburton eating, <laughs> eating pie. Hey. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> it's because, well, she did. The only time like her character ever came back was animated series again, and she was blonde for some reason. Yeah, it all goes back to but the, the voice series. actress does a really good job of emulating her. Yeah, like it, it all just goes like if you want to see that development, that where that would go, that would probably be more uh, the animated series, um, because no one in this movie is doing a fucking bad job. Everyone's batting pretty good. Like even Rip Torn in a short time is a fucking great. <laughs> how does he how does he talk to the worm? You damn ingrates. <laughs> you damn sorry ingrates. I <laughs> love his delivery in that just because it was like like the like like the they only have like a certain amount of time and all the aliens just try to fuck off and the worms who were I don't know how they became the they became like the staple of the series. Like I don't they're know they're really big in the animated series. I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, I rewatched the movies, like, they're in, like, two brief scenes. Like, why are they so important to, yeah, like... And I guess people like worms. It's like Slimer. Like, you know, Slimer, you're like, oh... Ghostbusters! A fucking game! Yeah, I know. That's what I was, like, relating it to. It's like, oh, there's uh, Slimer. There's the one that everyone talks about. It goes, oh, he's gone? What the fuck? Like, is that yeah. it? Yeah. And yeah. then, like, in the... both In both cartoons, the real Ghostbusters and extreme Ghostbusters, Slimer's, like, a big part for whatever reason. Yeah, Slimer's a big part. Uh, the original, he's like just eating a bunch of crap. Yeah, he's not doing drugs like Jim Belushi would. <laughs> I always get the brothers confused. Well, yeah, you know, Slimer John, was, uh, 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 John was the good one. John was the one that died, and Jim was in K nine. Uh, <laughs> I used to watch the Jim Belushi show on ABC. Oh, according to Jim, according to Jim, right? Courtney Thorne Smith was his wife. Yeah, I was all like, his wife is too pretty for him. Um, we covered him. And then his, like, brother-in-law, I was like, it's like, he, he, wow, he, how did he get such a pretty wife? Uh, the brunette in that show. Yes. She was, uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley. 
She was Theo in uh, Porco Rosso. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, fun put, things. Put the, face of the, put the face of the voice. Yeah. Um, no, and it, with with this, <laughs> off the Belushi thing, <laughs> with this, like, I, I don't know how the worms got big either, but you said that the, the other mascot was the alien you made at the beginning? Yeah, you see him, like, he pops up a lot. Like, I feel like he pops up a lot in the animated series, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, at least as a background character. Yeah, and I he guess. popped up in the music video. Yeah, even, like his whole role in the in the music video was to get blowed up. His whole role, his in the whole music- role, no, no, his whole role in the is to the hit begin- the high note. Yeah, and then, then in the movie though, it's like to get blown up in the first three minutes. Yeah, like first five minutes. Yeah, I'm like oh. we're gonna be honest. Yeah, first five, and the the world that they that Rick Baker and like the effects team and ILM like add to this fucking world is phenomenal. It's like it's not super flashy or it, it's like, out of it, there. Like, it feels. So it feels like a layer under what we could think of as our, what we think is a real world. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it feels like. It's like just right under there. It, it feels like that. Yeah, because um, if you if you get to like the other movies, like two is like this giant big. We have money now. Yeah, they made money for the second one, because... and then, and they want to show off more. They want to show like what Kate what Jay's been doing. Yeah, and then they the headquarters are filled with like corporate sponsors. Oh yeah, like Sprint and Burger King and all that. Other stuff. I can be Agent M. <laughs> Michael Jackson appears at one point. Yeah, which is really weird. And it's really Michael Jackson, and you're just like, oh. Which is rare because he doesn't like doing a lot of things. Yeah. Um. When it come when it and it's funny because when it comes to the third one, they took all that crap out. Well, because they they it had been too long of a gap. Yeah. So they went back to their first money uh, earnings. Yeah. And Zed's not in there anymore because of personal things with Rip Torn that had happened. Was he just too old? No, there was like uh, it, it's a long story. I believe I you probably could look it up. But it's nothing bad. I think it's more. It might be either age or just like he wasn't into it. And that, he's that makes sense. he's replaced with uh, Emma Thompson. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, was she is she just Zed again or is she just like I forgot what what her agent thing is. Okay. But yeah, no, she takes on the matri the the fucking whole role of that. And. The, the world is this cool like I love the look of the headquarters I love that set design it's like this very it looks it looks like the Apple store before the Apple store it, before it got big yeah like before it got really popular yeah like this is like this is like the sleek yeah yeah because it's like 97 and this like sleek whiteness newness it's like it's a thing that I think you see in sci-fi kind of after this movie which is funny because that because uh, another movie that kind of has that sleekness thing going is iRobot which also which has, has this so it's like, huh. it's like that movie is okay, but I really enjoyed watching it a lot. Played in glass, yeah. nothing could break this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in all the trailers. Like, you remember? Yeah, just played in glass. You can't break this. You're just like, why is I, I can Why did you put it in the trailer? <laughs> like, uh, Alan Tudyk was the robot, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the robot. Oh, he was so the. Cool. He was the motion capture. Oh, fuck, man. If we could do a tangent on, like, Alan Tudyk one day. We could have done it for Firefly. Oh, he's so good. Uh, you could have. Um, and it's it's this... It's this... It's funny because it borrows, like, a lot of aesthetics of, like, older, like, sci-fi, like, things. Like, the sleekness. The kind of the, cool the, like, the Like, the saucers were always, like, sleek metal and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the design of the chairs, like, the egg chairs are cool. And even like the corridors, it's funny because the corridors are kind of like this bland and kind of like, 
like bland metal and like gray but for some reason i don't know why and this might be my own head thing it also reminds me a lot of x-men because x-men kind of has like the, does, the like bland the, yeah, blue the stuff like needle that. like and metal the, the underground basement or yeah they have. and it's it's neat to be in that world and then when it comes to like the creature effects like we just mentioned Ed, the edgar suit and the aliens like it's an awesome world and everything like it's so it's so meticulous like even the acrylians and the that whole the thing suit. where they reveal the like it's a suit and then the fucking the mask thing it's like amazing because you i never noticed this until i until this viewing but like on the face it lifts up a bit and so it can turn over and function properly yeah and that was cool to see too because not only does it just like flip it over it like as you said lifts it yeah. but it lifts it up like off the chin so it could go yeah so it could like yeah. so it could open up nicely and it's not like too awkward and the acrylic inside that effect is super convincing to the point where i looked at you and i said is that cg and puppetry together because it's moving I think it's really more cg i know i think it's more puppetry it's than moving it really fucking fluid like even the mouth and stuff mm -hmm. and a part of me is like did they make it that small or is it actually like a bigger model that they had to work with i think if it if it might have been close in it might have been a bigger model oh like what they did with gizmo on gremlins and shit yeah so if they made like a bigger model to talk and stuff like that okay cool but like i don't even think it would be that big anyways like still but no, I think... it'd, pro it'd probably be like kind of like two times as big or something to that effect yeah but it was, it, it was still definitely like it's still small anyway yeah because i know when they were when they did stuff like like gremlins or such they have to like there's yeah, they have to make certain ones for like different scenes yeah i think that's probably yeah you're probably right that's how it went but either but way so like good. that detail is so so well done and and the cool thing about that too is that like it's not just aliens you see in the forefront it's aliens you see in the background like they took their fucking time Oh yeah, this is the one that always like kind of freaks me out. It's like that weird snot monster. I think that like Jay's about to touch it, and oh, then yeah, Jay's yeah. like, "Oh, don't touch that." He's got like a weird flu or whatever, and I'm like, I'm "Like, it's a fucking slug beast. How do they make a?" And it doesn't. It's like it's practical. Yeah. I'm like, how the fuck do they make that? And that it could be a plastic bag for all I know, but it looks yeah. so good. And that gets cooler when you get to like MIB two and MIB three, yeah. because all the aliens are practical, and it's this, and they're all gorgeous designs. So you. You said that MIB uh, MIB three is like worth watching. I think it's you, worth you watching. You think it's good. I think it's good. Like it's a decent sequel. It's a yeah. Even if it involves like the, the time travel thing's pretty odd, but uh, you also get uh, Bill Hader in it. Really, oh, like, for a quick okay, spell. For a quick spell, and it's is pretty Bill good. Hale, is Bill Hader an alien? Yeah. Like is he just Bill Hader? But Bill Hader's an actual. He's an alien. alien. Is he an alien or is he Bill Hader playing Bill Hader who happens to be an alien? No, he... he's Bill Hader, who's alien. Okay. So when you first meet him, this movie's old. I don't. I don't this know. movie's from six years ago. Um, we're talking about the movie that's like six old. years ago. No, we're talking about the, an older movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so why would I not? When you first meet Bill Hader, he's Andy Warhol. <laughs> and he's undercover. He no, he's an MIB agent undercover as Andy Warhol. And like he's like he's like, damn it, Kay, you broke my cover. I've been drawing like this weird art shit in order to get some fucking inside information. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and like the I remember I went to go watch it, like with I went to go watch it like when the first weekend it came out. I was like, only only an MIB agent would have made a would have made a thirty minute film of Taylor Mead's ass and called it Taylor Mead's ass. <laughs> 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 Andy Warhol was a weird fucking dude, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, and I think that one's worth watching. And the time travel stuff really, 
if you've seen all the movies, it's worth it for a like a certain twist in the movie. The third one? Yeah. Okay. For a certain thing. And Josh Brolin does an amazing job. Well, as we've seen with uh, Infinity War, Josh Brolin's pretty Why legit. is he so fucking good? Because his dad was uh, James Brolin. I know. Uh, also, like, Can quick time. the live-action version of Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> 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 do you think when his dad was like in a peewee herman suit and then like if he could look into the future and see what his son becomes he goes what am i doing with my life <laughs> i don't i should you know i i totally forgot you fucking chase probably wasn't he was yeah. <laughs> mr herman mr herman herman <laughs> room oh gosh no, um, to, sorry, no, but with Josh Brolin, uh, once again, recording this, like, post-Infinity War, like, two weeks already, um, my, my mom went to go see it, and she's like, Josh Brolin's a really good fucking actor. Yeah, I think, I don't think a lot of people were, like, understood that, because he's, like, really good in No Country for Old Men, yeah. but he's overshadowed by Javier Bardem and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, again, what the fuck, Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> and that's 10 years after this movie. Yeah. God damn it, Tommy Lee Jones. You're so fucking good. And then he's in Captain America. I'm not going to kiss I'm you. I'm not going to kiss you. That's right. He's a Captain America. <laughs> They're all connected. Look at that. He's scrawny. Makes me want to cry. <laughs> um, and, and this movie, like just rewatching it, if I know our reviews weird and all over the place. But the thing is, when you when you, rewatching this movie, it's not like it's hard to talk about. It's just so damn good. It's one of those movies you just watch. You're like, oh man, that's really cool, and you just talk about what the cool thing was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is that. And but there's so many like, and there's so many funny things. Like there's that there's that scene where the bug is trying to put its ship in the bug van. <laughs> yeah, and it just <laughs> you you hear him go like he like he gets it up to the thing and goes oh, and then, like he realizes it like it doesn't fit. He's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, Jay's first inner first interaction with an alien after joining the MIB is a pregnancy. Oh yeah, <laughs> the New Jersey dirt bike. <laughs> He's just getting smacked. Also, like, like another great part, he goes, "All right, you guys picked me because you knew I had skill. So I don't want no one calling me kid. I don't want you calling me slick. I don't want you anyone calling me new guy." All right, slick. <laughs> Come on, go goes, get him, Tiger. <laughs> well, he goes. So here's what you're gonna find out: your skills. I'm out to jack shit. <laughs> like he shows him the world, and he goes, "What the fuck?" And then he they sit down with Zed. And then he tells them, like, he gives them the briefing for that first mission. Go get him, Tiger. And, like, Will Smith's face, he's like, motherfuckers. Because <laughs> it's, it's Kay going, come on, Slick, let's go. Go get him, Tiger. It's just like, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. It, yeah, and, it, like, it's just a movie made of, comprised of really cool parts and a really good, like, story to carry it through. Yeah. And, like, even, like, with Agent K, like, his background that we kind of get to see and have glimpses of is cool as is nice as well like you could tell that he still remembers a certain piece of him well he doesn't like it's not like he ever lo- like he never forgot he just understood that there was more out there yeah but there's still a part of him that like thinks about it yeah. thinks about what could have been yeah. and which all- is like fair because he's like he has that he has that sentence he goes uh when like jay's asking like so what's the catch he goes you have to leave every human contact behind like you have to like you're not gonna exist anymore yeah and then like he's walking away and jay's like is it worth it he goes oh yeah and then he walks a little further, if you're strong enough. And, like, there's, like, a moment where he's, like, when he's looking, he's, like, am I strong enough? 
and it's like a, it's a, it's kind of a question that they start in the beginning. I never realized that before. It's yeah. a question they start in the beginning with his old uh, partner. He goes, "I'm too old. I can't. I can't do this. I don't know if I like. I can't do any of this anymore." And like he kind of knows, he's like, "Huh? Like, there's a point where you kind of have to just go back." Yeah. Or you have to think about like where you've been. And that that arc is good, and that understanding that he has is great. And all this started because he had to go and. You had to go and give that tall man some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was his thing? He's all like, uh, he's like, three federal agents, two scientists, and one kid who got lost on the way to uh, somewhere. Lost on the way Only to the World's Fair. Or something yeah, like that. to the World Fair, and they ends up here. <laughs> I was all like, what's the Texan guy doing in, te- in New York? <laughs> what is he doing? In- <laughs> now that's just Star Trek. No, Star <laughs> Trek is. Uh, <laughs> No. Yeah, see? And then Doctor Who is... Uh, oh. You know what sucks about the Star Trek thing? Yeah. Is every time I try to do it, I start doing the E.T. theme. See, I don't know. Yeah, you did E.T. Star Trek is... Uh, Fuck, I do it too. See? Well, you fucking put it in my head. Oh. I, at can, least do, it's not, I can do Next Generation. Hey, at least we're not doing Superman Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good though. Are you playing Superman Indiana Jones? No, I haven't. Wait, what? Superman Indiana Jones? Do the Superman theme. Dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Superman's Oh, fuck you. And then Indiana Jones. Are they, both, are they both composed Dude, by John Williams? John Williams. You fucking, you fucking asshole. I'm on you, Williams. <laughs> he's like, listen, he's like, oh, they're on me. <laughs> Is it funny that I, <laughs> I, pictured, I pictured him in like a flower bed outside your house, man? What's It's him in a flower bed and then it's actual MIB on the other van. They're like, they're like, oh shit, did you know that? It's like, we know everything and we didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, made a file, like, oh, fuck, they're like huh. <laughs> they bring out their John Williams file and they're like <coughs> cheap lazy composer cheap <laughs> lazy composer hat. Like uh, they scribbled out great composer and then they wrote that <laughs> no no John Williams is amazing John Williams don't, don't get great. on my ass about this yeah, uh, we could get into final thoughts it's a good movie it's, yeah, it's a good movie Conan <laughs> Uh, you know, like, honestly, my favorite part about this is definitely the production design. Like, um, it, it melts so well with the real world and, but there's just enough weirdness to let you know that something's going on at all times. Um, like there's this great scenes with like, even like the, the way, like the characters are kind of like designed and the way they interact throughout the world. Like there's David Cross's character. So like, also what the fuck is David Cross doing? (laughs) Also what the, like, what? Knowing, like, if you guys know David Cross's comedy and you see him in a thing, you're like, he doesn't give a shit about what he's in right now. (laughs) Unless it's, like, a really funny thing. And then you're like, oh, okay. Um, Like, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, like, do so well at, like, these jokes. And they're not like, oh, set up, set up, set up. It's literally, like, just the things they're saying to each other. Like, they make, like, they they work so well off of each other. Yeah. Which is funny because Tommy Lee Jones was supposedly teamed up with the greatest, like, comedy guy of the 90s. And that was like as funny as a dead bird. It was pretty just, much, yeah. And it's just like, 
uh but like this it's just like they're they it works like i kind of i see life in tommy lee jones that i didn't see in batman forever <laughs> and i yeah. really enjoyed that i enjoyed that version of tommy lee jones and I, I i enjoyed him in that and i enjoyed him in the fugitive i don't enjoy him at all in batman forever yeah i think i, I will think... smith as you said at is at his most will smith mm-hmm. as and he's very charming and charismatic and i think um I think it's something he's very good at continuing. I, I, you know, he's maybe had some stumbles, but I think, I think he's comfortable with who he is. Very. Uh, again, Sonafield, I think he understood the tone that he wanted to shoot for and wasn't afraid to go for it, even though it might've been a little weird. I think he was like, I think he was daring enough and confident enough to make sure that his vision worked and that, but it was still commercial. Kind of like the Adams family. Like everyone loves the Adams family, even though even some people who probably wouldn't, you think only the goth kids will like Adam's family, but everyone loves Adam's family. Bad boy's fucking hilarious. Yeah, because it's it's so good and it works on so many levels. I can understand the murder, but Debbie Pastel. <laughs> Before you get to your rating, my favorite line ever uttered in a fa- in an Adam's family movie is a Gomez exp- uh, explaining to the cop, played by Nathan Lane, like. <laughs> How it's awful, like their marriage uh-huh. with the line he sells the best. It's like, and they own a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> and then they the link, get out of town. <laughs> Those movies are fucking great. What's your rating? Uh, I'm going to give this movie. Hold on. I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to find a flaw in it. Something I didn't like. I, I always like this movie, though. I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. And what's your rating for Adam's Family Values? That's a four. Okay. <laughs> the sequel? I like fa- values. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like uh, one more than I like four. All because right. I like the family together. In, in oh, okay. One. Yeah, I could see in that. Yeah, four, yeah. they get separated. Not I, that I, but I, I like that part. I have yeah. them on equal okay. for me. So, uh, four for both. Excuse oh, you, My love, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, uh, in, in my final thoughts of this, uh, overall, I enjoyed this movie a ton as a kid and i still watch it like i told patrick like no bullshit <laughs> i saw this movie two months ago before I, like yeah, i already I, I saw it like a year ago or like maybe even like early this year uh-huh. That's what yeah. I, saw. I had I, I shit you not i had added it to the list i was like but i want to watch it now <laughs> so i went back and i just you're like you're thinking about it you're just sitting you're like, and you just get up and you're like <laughs> i'm funny enough it was through netflix as well <laughs> which is how we watched it um no it's it's a uh, smart well-paced funny sci-fi comedy um the dynamic between jones and smith the reason they work well is big is the dy- just you could see how well they play off each other you could tell both of them are having a fun time and they're both learning from one another the effects work in this is dynamic it's wonderful and there's so much creativity and imagination involved be it from the practical to the visual this is a movie that's having fun it's trying to be a summer blockbuster and it hits all the right notes which is what summer blockbuster should do um there's no i don't find any real flaw in it it's fun and it gets the job done away <laughs> look at this picture of will smith and tommy lee jones <laughs> oh that kind of takes back what i said now he's so angry <laughs> well i'm out here will smith looks like his happy adopted son <laughs> tommy lee jones just looks like why am i here why do i have to be here 
And there's him and Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin just looks like, hey, what's up? Yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm here. Um, so, personally, on a personal note, I would also give this a 5 out of 5 as well because this is and honestly in like my pantheon of favorite movies and one of those movies I really enjoy going back watching. Um, yeah. And if you would like to watch Men in Black, pretty God it's on Netflix by the time <laughs> this review comes out because trust me, Netflix has screwed us up recently. Uh, uh, some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Batman Forever was on Netflix. It was. It was like a week. Well, almost like a week or, or two weeks. Yeah. Cause, we so yeah, it was one of the movies that got switched, that got taken off of Netflix right when we were gonna rec- like do it. Yeah, which is never happened. Yeah, and it it it's bothersome. But I was like, Man in Black better be on there, and Man in Black was uh, still on there. So if you want to watch Man in Black, go check out Netflix if it's still there. YouTube, Google Play, Amazon, own it, buy it. I think it's like ten bucks to buy on Blu-ray, guys. In fact, I think the if you have Amazon, uh, I think it's like the whole trilogy is like a, a twelve dollars. So go ahead and get it now, Patrick. We have completed Men in Black. We are now the next episode is our final episode of Attack of the Nineties Summer Blockbuster. It is the main event. If this shit was WrestleMania, this was our main event card. <laughs> This is the this is our uh, I don't want to say Roman Reigns. This is our uh, Shawn Michaels of the whole thing. Okay, Shawn, I don't know because I, I don't know how you're gonna feel after the movie. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean as in like it's our main event. Oh, for the, the whole good, thing. Okay, something people actually look forward to. Gotcha. Yeah, so like gotcha. So our we started off with a with the great opener that was fucking Jurassic Park. Then mm-hmm. we got Lion King, which was good. Then Forever was like our shitty piss break match. This one's like that really good icy title match, Intercontinental title match. Uh-huh. And now we get into the main event. Right. Our main event being Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> if only he knew what he was doing. It's so good. He's like moving. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have not seen the movie all the way through since 99. This is going to be an interesting ride. And Pat already knows this about me and Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I'm, I'm not like a fan who dived into the whole verse. And then there's Patrick who's seen Star Wars Rebels. So he gets some cred on that. I, I watched Clone Wars. Yeah. And but more I, cred. But I, didn't, I never read the, the EU yeah. books as they're known. So we're going to watch Star Wars Phantom Menace. I know it's been talked about to death, but we're going to... Watch it. We're watching it from a scope that I'm, I have I'm not probably seen not. It. I'm probably not going to be too negative on it. If it was episode two, though, I probably would be. Episode, mm, boy. <laughs> so next time you join us, we will be doing Star Wars, the episode one, the Phantom Menace, the biggest movie of 1999. I don't have to fucking take out facts for that one, right there. Patrick, Is... where can what the fuck? Please, <laughs> I took it by surprise. Where can they find you? I am on Instagram at Pacha the Great, Tumblr at Pacha the Great. Uh, find me on Twitter at, at Humane Ramblings. Um, I'm on Snapchat under that too if you guys want to find me, but it's usually just me posting videos of my pets. Yeah. Also making weird faces. That's fine. You can find me at Serge Barrett on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat if you're into that. You can also find. What? 
I just found out the soundtrack featured Alicia Keys's first ever recording. What? Oh fuck! We gotta figure find that out. This also um, gave a leg up to Destiny's Child. Nice. Um, you can also find this beautiful podcast hosted on all podcasts as Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, uh, fuck whatever podcast app you have besides Spotify. We are sure to be on there. We are also hosted at uh, filmweekpodcast.com and also you can find us on social media, uh, Facebook at Film Week Podcast and Instagram and Twitter at Film Week. Go ahead and find us all there. Next week, we'll be doing Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. And I hope it's good. <laughs> I like it. The measuring stick is that it has to be better than Attack of the Clones. Because <laughs> Attack of the Clones oh, yeah, is absolute garbage <laughs> and uh, and i'm not gonna try to convince you otherwise when you watch that movie i'm gonna let you just for phantom ass yeah I'm don't gonna, worry I'll, I'll, if I, you have any questions about i'm lore legit or, avoiding everything said about it just so i can watch it negative and positive yeah. And stuff? yeah so with that said as always we end with our context line for the film sucks on